You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's podcast, I wanted to continue our World Cup of Hockey 2022 team selection series, which obviously we don't know that there is a World Cup of Hockey that's coming up. But, you know, with the NHL sitting out of the Olympics for another uh, straight Winter Olympics, obviously the league is going to have to find some kind of a substitute. I I know that they're thinking about sending some players overseas, guys who haven't yet signed an NHL deal, but... In my personal opinion, I really think this is the Olympics to skip. You know, on top of Omicron, there's all the all of the ethical stuff that's going on with Beijing and the IOC. So it just seems like this is the year that, you know, the NHL should really think about the World Cup of Hockey instead and make that the focal point. Now, I know the World Cup of Hockey might not be the sexiest thing ever, but the last time we had it, it was pretty fun. And throughout the past couple of weeks, we've done a couple of episodes doing team selections for Team Canada we had Finland, um, we had uh, the U.S., Sweden, and now I wanted to turn my attention to Team Russia, which this this roster is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Russia obviously has a ton of talent, both in the NHL and KHL. For this episode, I think I'm going to stick to mostly NHL talent. I'm a little bit less familiar with the K, and some of the prospects over there could definitely play for Team Russia, and actually a number of players probably would be joining this team. The Team Russia squads always seem to feature both NHL and KHL talent, plus a few other leagues, so it's a very interesting composite roster, but just to make it a little bit easier on myself, we're going to stick to the NHLers. And it's not like just using NHL talent is going to be much of a downgrade. I mean, you're going to have an amazing roster no matter what you're choosing from. So let's start with Team Russia's forward selection. Up front, we have a lot of really good choices. Uh, The first guy I'm going to choose is um, Evgeny Kuznetsov. And Kuzi, I mean, this is a very easy choice. Kuzi has been one of the truly great NHL centers, even though it kind of comes in very, I would say, I don't know how to describe it. It's very inconsistent, right? You have a a guy who truly is at times like a top 10 NHL skater, but the odds that you get that version of him consistently have generally been pretty slim. I think the past season or so has been a bit of a wake-up call for Kuznetsov. Make no mistake, he's a tremendous talent, and he has the hand-eye coordination that most NHLers could only dream of. His skating, effortless. His shooting, incredible. His passing and vision, next level. But the off-ice stuff and behavior that he has exhibited over the years, it's really put a dent on his career. And so, I think this would be the season that he's really trying to get himself back on track. And thus far, it really seems like he's committed to it, and he's been playing pretty great hockey. So, Kuzi, you know, I think he would be part of this really great roster. I think he might honestly end up on the first line. Uh, they don't have like an abundance of really elite centers that they can turn to. And if you look at the uh, the center depth, 
Kuzi kind of stands uh, apart from most of the other players. There is another guy, though, that would definitely anchor that top six at the center role as well, and that's Evgeny Malkin. I know that Malkin is definitely on the wrong side of 30 at this point, but he is still very productive. He's still a great playmaker. He's got an extremely strong physical presence. You know, the, the vision and passing and shooting, all still very good. And while he's not quite as mobile as he used to be and definitely does have uh, some durability concerns, overall it's really hard to fault his game. He still has the ability to take over shifts, and I think with this team, he would be a great veteran presence down the middle. We're also definitely bringing Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, Sasha has been one of the greatest goal scorers of this generation and really in league history. I mean, he's chasing Gretzky at this point, and that's a testament to his pure ability and the fact that he's just so consistently great. Even when he has a bit of a down season, you know, his numbers still look very impressive. And this year he's having one of the best seasons of his entire career. Ovi just has one of those releases that's truly elite, and it's it's hard to overstate just how impactful he's been over his entire career. Uh, up next, we're actually going to be taking another winger, this one, Andrei Zvechnikov. And Zvech, you know, he is the uh, the brother of Yevgeny, and Andrei is just a monstrously great playmaking forward. This guy has the physical presence, he's got great vision, effortless skating, a strong shot, and while he doesn't exactly score tons and tons of bangers, he just seemingly finds ways to be productive no matter what. He might not rack up a ton of goals, but he is still an elite playmaker, and I really feel like Andre would be a massive asset to this Russian squad, and very clearly one of their best forwards. We're also going to be bringing in Kirill Kaprizov, and Kaprizov I know at times is a little bit overrated, but he's still a tremendously fun player to watch. Uh, he, he has skill for days. I mean, this guy... He can thread a needle with excellent passing. He's got a ridiculous shot. Sometimes I do think he might overcomplicate plays. That's something that he could work on maybe simplifying a bit. But if you're looking for really explosive talent, uh, a guy who has great skating, a good center of gravity that allows him to just sort of rip between defenders, and a frankly monstrous release, Kapitazov just kind of brings all of this stuff that you really want in an elite attacking forward. Now, his overall impact on the game, like I said, might not be at the level of somebody like uh, Ovechkin or Kuznetsov or even Malkin, but he's still really talented. It's very hard to overlook his skill and talent, and I feel like he would definitely slide in somewhere on those first three lines. I'd probably say the second line at this stage. It's hard to know how they evaluate his talent, and honestly, I don't know how many other wingers would really get in over him. There's a couple of players that I would definitely look at. I think Andre would probably be one of my top picks to anchor one of those top two lines. Um, and there's a couple of other wingers that we'll talk about in a little bit. But this first run of players, I think you have a really great scoring unit. You've got some creativity. You've got some pure brawn and skill. And you have a couple of the most elite releases in the NHL. So this Russian squad, at least with the top six, just a monstrously deep unit. We'll keep continuing on with our forward selection in just a little bit, as there are plenty of other really great Russian forwards that are going to fill out this roster and give this team a lot of depth and variety. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. As you have probably guessed from the first part of this episode, we are continuing our Team Russia 2022 World Cup of Hockey theoretical roster selection. We've gone through a couple of forwards, now it's time to add a few more forwards, and then we will eventually move on to the defense and the netminders. 
Bear in mind, for the sake of ease, because I don't watch a lot of the KHL and some of the other international leagues, these are all just chosen from NHLers right now. I'm only going to choose a couple more forwards just to leave some spots open for international selections. You know, we're going to simulate having maybe three to four players from abroad joining this team. But from the NHL pool, we've still got a couple of really great names left. And one of them is going to be Artemi Panarin. I know Panarin's kind of having a down year relative to expectations, but Artemi is still very good. He's one of Team Russia's most creative playmakers. He's been a menace for the uh, the Rangers, for the Blackhawks, and certainly some other teams that he's been with. Uh, and, and look, I know that he is 29, and the production this year, not really at the level of standard we're used to with him. He is usually very productive. He scores plenty of goals. He's just an amazing forward all around. But, you know, you kind of wonder if he's starting to hit that age-related decline right now. But, you know, all that said... He would still definitely slide into uh, Russia's top nine, maybe even the top line somewhere. But, you know, it's it's really hard to exclude him. So Panarin, he's in. We're also bringing in Pavel Buchnevich. I mean, you know, Pavel has been, again, another super underrated, really creative attacking player. One of the Rangers' best players before he got traded. I believe he's with the Blues now. And he's got a, a pretty lethal release. And his offensive positioning and IQ is really fantastic. For some reason, the Rangers just never really seem to get along with him, which I don't really understand because Buchnevich, he's pretty darn awesome. He can pretty much improve just about any team's top six out there, which is crazy because he was basically given away by the Rangers. I'm a big believer in Buch, and I believe he's having a very good year this season, so, you know, this is a guy that I really feel like has been slept on for many seasons. I know that he's maybe not like the flashiest player, but Buch has a ton of skill, and for some reason, again, he just seemingly doesn't get the recognition for it. On other players that maybe don't get as much recognition as they should, uh, Denis Gurionov is another guy that is a very interesting kind of player. Gurionov definitely seems like a, a pure sniper at times, but he does actually attract assists and other points to himself, so it's not like he's a very one-dimensional player, but when you think about shooter shooting, uh, this is that kind of player. Gurionov has a very direct style at times. He basically blitzes the net and has a very strong release, but he's also got some pretty good stick handling and, and pretty soft mitts. So this guy, I think you can use at uh, the power play, at even strength, whatever you want to do with him. You toss him somewhere into the top nine. He'll be a pure goal scorer and solidify some of your scoring depth. The last forward that I want to bring on is going to be Vladimir Tarasenko. And Tarasenko is having something of a bounce back season. Last year, definitely not so great. He's had a lot of injuries over the past couple of years. It's been a rough road for him, but it seems like he's finally starting to get back on track. And right now with the Blues, he's having a major year. Whatever bad blood exists between him and the team, it doesn't seem like it's really getting in the way of him just having a monster year. He's a phenomenal playmaker. He's got a ridiculous shot. And even though he's had his fair share of upper body injuries, doesn't really seem like it's slowing him down this year. So maybe his health is actually pretty okay. And if he can kind of keep that... Maybe he goes into next year or this year, whichever year it happens, into the World Cup of Hockey. Um, and I say, if, you know, when it happens, because I really do think it's a question of when, not if. The, the NHL does have to do something. So a guy like Tarasenko, I'm sure, would love to play for Russia. It's not like he has many years left at being at this level. So any chance to medal for his home country, I'm sure he would love. Now we move on to the defense, which is a bit of an interesting mixture. There's not a lot of Russian-born defenders playing at a very high level with the NHL right now, so this roster might have a couple of selections. 
I might opt for like three or four selections rather than the full six just to leave some room for international talent to join. But uh, on this blue line, one of the first guys that really has to be a must pick is going to be Dmitry Orlov. And Orlov for me has been one of the best defenders over the last three to four years. I don't think Orly actually gets a lot of love for some reason because, you know, I think the Caps have this blue line that's built on perceptions. But in Orlov's case, you know, he doesn't really get any credit for being one of the best defenders out there, regardless of team. This guy is amazing in transition. He's an offensive force. In his own defensive end, he's very physical, he's strong, he has smart positioning, and he can captain breakouts. So Orlov just really brings a, a versatile, multi-dimensional tool set, and he would easily anchor that top pairing. I think he's a phenomenal defender. I really don't know why he doesn't get more love than he does, um, but Orlov is awesome. I I guess he's just super underrated for some reason, but if you don't have him on your team, it's a huge mistake. This guy, he's got to be going. I'd also be interested in bringing on Artem Zub. Everything I've heard about Zub, uh, without having been able to, to watch him a lot, has been very positive. It seems like the Sens have a really good defender in him, somebody who's been able to chip in offensively. He's a pretty okay transition skater from what I hear, and defensively it seems like he handles things in his own end. I don't know you know, what his, his talent level is like, uh, but it sounds like he could capably slot in somewhere in the top four. So just to be on the safe side, he'd probably be somewhere in the second pairing. But it seems like he would be another player that you really can't leave at home considering the list of Russian defenders who can be really influential presences here is a little bit limited. The third guy that we're going to choose before taking a brief pause is going to be Mikhail Sergachev. And Sergachev, yeah, I know that he is a little bit overrated. I think in previous years, he had a more notable presence. With Tampa Bay, they have such a deep blue line and such a really active defense that I think it's hard for some guys like him to really stand out. As much ice time as he gets, I don't know if he plays at like the most elite level. He racks up a ton of points, and that's kind of you know obvious with the team that he plays. But in terms of his actual contributions, I think it's a little bit more modest. That said, there aren't as many high-end Russian blue liners with his particular skill set, skating, passing, and shooting ability, so I feel like he's kind of another guy that just has to go by virtue of there not being many other better choices, at least playing in the NHL. There might be some guys outside the league that would be really good fits, but sticking with NHLers, Sergachev probably has to be a lock. With that, I think we've got three pretty good defenders who could anchor your top six uh, in first couple of pairings. There might be a shout for a guy like Kulikov. I don't think Kulikov is the kind of player they would really want to be inviting, but if you need a really smart defender who's actually had something of a renaissance season over the past two years, I really feel like Kuli has honestly earned a spot or at least a look. He'll be competing with some other guys who are a lot younger and maybe flashier, so I don't think he would make the cut, but Kulikov as like a really outside shot, not the worst if you want to bring him for your third pairing. Now, aside from the defense, the other backline part that is going to have a lot more intrigue is going to be the goaltending, and this is probably one of the more crowded positions for Team Russia. We'll talk about why in just a moment, but before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one online betting destination during this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. 
Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are closing out our thoughts on a hypothetical Team Russia 2022 World Cup of Hockey roster. We've gone through a handful of forwards, talked about some defenders. I did leave some spots open just because, again, a lot of really good Russian players are playing abroad. And since I don't watch those leagues that much, I want to make sure that I leave a couple of spots at least because a number of them would probably qualify for this team. In net, though, this is going to be one of the hardest challenges because Russia has like a billion excellent goalies. They have the deepest pool of netminders to choose from of all of the nations, in my opinion. And, you know, you start off with Andrei Vasilevsky, a Vezina winner, one of the most accomplished modern netminders of this generation. And while he does have some interesting quirks in his game that maybe make him, in some ways, not as good as somebody like Hellebuck, um, he still has insane athleticism. He can pull off miracle saves that almost nobody else has the rotational ability to even do. And overall, his numbers, especially this year, have been just insane. So it's really hard to bet against Vasilevsky. I, I think he's genuinely a pretty darn good netminder. And if he's your number one, you're doing pretty well. Now, the backup is a very difficult question because you have so many choices here. I'm kind of leaning towards Igor Shesterkin. I think there's something in Shesterkin that might legitimately be good enough to seize that number two role. He has been dominant in net for the Rangers, and had it not been for a uh, an injury this year, he would have been, you know, up there, I would think, with at least some of the Vesna contenders. I don't know that he's maybe at the level of the top, top choices, but certainly, you know, from what we've seen so far early into his career, he's been pretty dominant. For third string options, you really have your pick of the litter. You've got Ilya Sorokin, who is kind of another really good young netminder for another New York hockey team. This one, the Isles. He has been awesome in net. He's uh, really been a great performer for a team that, frankly, has had a tough season. That defense isn't as stout as it used to be because it's had so many injuries and guys out with COVID. And his numbers for a young netminder look pretty darn good. I mean, he's not like Vesna caliber, right? Thus far, it's been pretty pretty good, like at least very solid NHL starting caliber numbers. And I think if you have him behind a better team and deeper roster, he's going to be pretty locked out. So again, another good choice. If you want a little bit more veterancy, you can choose from Varlamov, Kurobin, Bobrovsky. Seriously, these guys have all been lead starters for their teams for many years. They've, uh, you know, maybe changed a couple of teams here and there. But overall, I mean, Russia really can't go wrong in net. I mean, it's very hard for them to actively choose a bad net-minding roster. If your worst choice is like uh, Ilya Samsonov or maybe Georgiev, you're, you're doing pretty darn well. And those guys are like 
fifth, sixth, seventh on the list of goalies I would choose. And so Team Russia, again, this is probably one of their greatest strengths. They have a very fun goal-scoring-oriented top six in their forward core. They've got amazing goaltending. The defense, a little bit questionable. I don't think it has as elite of the top-end skill levels as some of the other nations, but uh, if you have this level of goaltending to back you up, I really don't know if it's going to make all that much of a difference. So you trade off a little bit of defensive quality for basically calling upon like eight starters uh, for, for your goaltending group. So yeah, I mean, this Russian team, I don't know if they would really survive a full-on tournament. It would probably be very difficult for them to get by either the U.S. or Canada. I mean, these, these teams have traditionally given them fits, but this Russian team could definitely surprise, and they're honestly super close to some of the top contenders. Maybe just a couple of shades off here and there, but if some of their top players like Ovechkin or Kuznetsov kind of go into full game-breaker mode, you know, it slides out for most of the competition. So this team can only go up from here, especially if they start bringing in some of the really good prospects who are still overseas. These are most of the names that I gravitate towards, but if you have any fun selections you want me to talk about, be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. That's going to do it for tonight's podcast, though. On tomorrow's show, I will have coverage on the uh, Avs versus Jets game. I'm hoping to report on a win, but I, I gotta be honest, not 100% sure we're going to see that. But I, I will give the Jets a chance, and hopefully they can come out with a result. For now, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!